This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue is touch me. How important touch is for ourselves and others to improve our relationships with ourselves and with others. Some people sometimes confuse the need for touch with sex. Like, I've just noticed that in myself and in others, like, what do I really want here? Yes, completely. Um, so a lot of the times as I've delved into this field, I've realized that a lot of people are searching for intimacy and community and just stop being deprived of touch. But they think that intimacy equals sex. And so it doesn't. We're a human race that really needs a lot of touch. And so a lot of the times what happens is that people get into relationships because they miss touch. And instead of making a good And I think it's because we really don't talk about it Um, and there isn't a lot of awareness. But the reality is that if we would touch more, apart from having intimacy in sexual relationships, we would realize that we can make better decisions on who we decide to be with. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life. With Lynn. So during this pandemic, I think you know we've all learned a lot of lessons, um, and I know for me and a lot of my friends, we've learned how much we miss touching people, how much we miss being close to people, and especially being. Latina or not even just leaving living in South Florida where the culture is, you know, you greet each other with an air kiss at the very least, um, or a kiss on the cheek. Uh, that's very Italian, but still, um, or a hug, you know, even guys hug down here and, you know, social distancing, trying to be quote safe. It's really annoying. And you really realize I have and my, a lot of my friends have how much that touching each other is a energetic connection. So it, it certainly has brought me gratitude for connecting with people that way. Um, and of course, this podcast is about improving a relationship with yourself and with others. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how important touch is for yourself and to touch others and how we can improve our lives by touching. So we have a really unusual and really interesting expert today. She is Sashi. And she is a touch therapist or touch expert. And of course, the first thing I thought of when I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, does she take her clothes off? She's not a prostitute. There's not, this has nothing to do with sex. This is not a sexual, um, therapy. She actually works with real people. Um, you know, we'll talk to her in a second, but mainly, you know, people who've had a PTSD or survivors, survivors of some sort of traumatic event who have trouble touching or maybe had been deprived. Um, and teaching them how to safely touch and set up boundaries. And we can learn, those of us even who haven't been traumatized by something, we can learn about touch and how important it is uh, by talking to her. So welcome, Zashi. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. So what is your, um, your background is really interesting. Like you, you didn't go to school to learn how to touch people. No, I didn't. What did you go to school for? I actually went to school for accounting and management. <laughs> and how did you end up? as a touch therapist. So seven years ago, I came to Christ, got into a church, and just started helping people inside the church, started getting um, into leadership positions, 
and just felt like I was called to help others and serve them. And so from there, it just evolved to going into the sex trafficking survivors, worked with them. There's a private um, organization here in Miami that's called Glory House, and they help with sex trafficking survivors. And I worked with them for about a year and a half and just opened me up to really see the need that survivors have and other people too, that they really need touch, even though when they feel that they're deprived from it, or they come from a traumatic experience, they want to be touched, but sometimes they just, they have hurdles and they need someone to help them and mentor them. And you're certified, by the way, it's not like you went to church and said, hey, I want to help people. And you're a certif- you're certified to help yeah. sex trafficking survivors. Yes. Okay, so back to the science of it, how important is touch and what does it do to our brain? Sure, it's definitely very important, especially in these times. Um, There is a research that states that um, if we had touch on a daily basis, we would really require a constant touch, um, probably more than we actually normally had it before the pandemic. And the whole point is that if you have a daily touch, it can boost your immune system by 32%. It's actually quite amazing to um, really take care of the virus. You know, it doesn't have to be like the virus as the pandemic, but supposedly from research, it does state that you have a better chance in fighting a virus, a cold virus, by 32% more. Um, There's other research that states that when we don't touch, like, so the DNA between someone that like a monkey compared to humans is actually 78% difference in DNA, but the closeness is 78%. Mm -hmm. And in that 78%, it tells you that they did a, a research on monkeys and when they're separated, but they can see each other, they can hear each other, but they can't touch each other. They actually start going, um more aggressive Mm, a little nuts yeah and there's a relationship between that and humans they believe scientists believe yeah they say that they've done also other research that states that we do the same on well yeah like uh, babies in orphanages there have been studies on them who haven't been picked up they suffer from many challenges in life so back to what you were saying were you implying um that if we touched more or receive more touching during the day, we'd need more. So are we training our brains to need more or less? Or what's the implication there? So actually, we should be touching. I think that you do have to have a safe, you know, parameter of how you're going to touch other people. Um, There is boundaries and consents that you have to go into. But also like during this pandemic, um, people like family, you know, that you're close to maybe your household. Um, Even when you don't have someone you can do self touching that would help. Okay, let's, let's, we'll get into that in a second. So if you do have, well, I noticed like, you know, during the pandemic, we're all, there was like a good month, I think we were all pretty freaked out. And my daughter who was, you know, home from college, I even like, and I'm so touchy, I avoided touching her for like a couple of weeks. And then I don't know, last month, I kissed her on the cheek or the forehead. And I was like, Oh, my God, I miss this. I don't care how sick I get. Like it really, what does it do to your brain? Release serotonin or Yeah, so it helps with serotonin and it also helps with oxytocin. And so releasing the oxytocins actually is after 20 seconds of actually hugging someone. Um, It takes that long to feel any release. Otherwise, when we, the average hug is less than three seconds. So it's not enough for touch. 
Oh, so we need a 20 second plus hug a day, minimal. Supposedly about 20 times a day. 20 times a day for 20 Mm -hmm. seconds, which really isn't a lot. But, you know, when you think of that, you think of like theater kids and creative people, you know, think of like accountants and bankers and (laughs) you know what I mean? Like my, my daughter comes from that kind of background. Everybody's all huggy and whatever, but me too. But, you know, I don't know. Some people just are more, um, uh, I guess, restricted depending on where you live in the country. Do you think some women mainly, or just some people, sometimes confuse the need for touch with sex? Like, I've just noticed that in myself and in others, like, what do I really want here? Yes, completely. Um, So a lot of the times, as I've delved into this field, I've realized that a lot of people are searching for intimacy and community and just stop being deprived of touch. But they think that intimacy equals sex. And so it doesn't. We're a human race that really needs a lot of touch. And so a lot of the times what happens is that people get into relationships because they miss touch. And instead Mm. of making a good... And I think it's because we really don't talk about it. Um, and there isn't a lot of awareness, but the reality is that if we would touch more apart from having intimacy in sexual relationships, we would realize that we can make better decisions on who we decide to be with sexually. Um, so I definitely recommend getting a good, healthy dose of touch from family and friends or even yourself before you jump into a relationship that you know, you're going to end in either a day or, you know, six months from now. That's great advice. So how do we touch more? Um, how do we do that before we enter any kind of sexual relationship? So do you, you I think a lot of us, I, I, and I'm super open, but I sometimes still have trouble saying, I guess I don't ask myself, like, what do I really want? I've been starting to do this recently. But what is your advice for people who maybe maybe have a hard time saying, can I have a hug? Look how I said it right there. It's kind of judgy. But you know what I mean? Can I have a hug? How do, how do you encourage people to do that? So I definitely feel that there has to be more um, an awareness with others and bring it up that, you know, this is something that we really need. Um, and just being open with your friends and family. It's I think it's hard for a lot of people. This is why a lot yes. of people come to me um, because they feel like they're going to be judged by their family or their f- friends or whoever they're closest to that they require it. Some other, sometimes other people just won't give it to them. They're not as touchy. And these people are. But in reality, there's there's more to the science to it um, on someone that needs more touch than others. Um, it depends on our uh, receptors in our skin. But Tell for the most that. part. Tell um, me about that. What does that mean? So it just means that sometimes our nerves, they just don't, they don't need it as much as other people. They have a they need more like a stronger touch. Um, oh my God. When I get a massage or somebody touches me lightly, I want to kill them. <laughs> it makes me mad. But, but, but I, you know, I also like a soft touch. So some people are more, their nerve endings are more sensitive than others. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, they are. So it depends. Um, that does affect the way that you receive touch and you have to, it's an exploration, honestly, with who you are and being self-aware of where you're going with all this. Also, being self-aware of your thoughts. I think that's important too. 
Meaning what? How do, how can thoughts and touch work together? So the reason that I say touch is for, well, a lot of the times we don't really think about when we touch others or when we don't touch others and the reasons in back of it. A lot of the times is because we have traumatic experiences or we have these walls up that don't let us go ahead and touch. Other people are so desperate that they go ahead and they don't um, realize that other people have boundaries. And so you really should be asking for consent before you go ahead and touch people or hug people. I know, I know in Miami, we are completely um, very free when it comes to touching. And but even in some other cultures, they don't feel like they should be, you know, that we should go ahead and approach them and give them right. a kiss and a hug. And so it, you should be asking, you know, because a lot of people don't want to be touched. But it also for the people that don't want to touch. Why? You should be asking yourself, why are you not, why don't you want touch? What is keeping you from actually going ahead and receiving what we're meant to receive? Because our body does need it. Let's talk about the work that you do, which is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. So tell me about your average client. Is it somebody who's been traumatized? It actually depends. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do come that they have PTSD, they have anxieties, they have depression. Um, but I have worked with others that are just touch deprived and it just depends. But do I specialize more on people that have traumatic ex experiences? Yes. Which would explain why, you know, you'd put up a wall and have trouble mm -hmm. receiving touch. So what's the first thing that you teach them? The first thing I teach them is boundaries and consent and how to say no. And so how do you say no? <laughs> so we go through an actual process of, you know, sitting in front of each other or however they feel comfortable. Um, and as comfortable as we can go along the sessions, some of these sessions can go on for some of my clients have been with me for almost a year. But um, it just depends on their traumas and how much they can go ahead and move forward on themselves and what homework they do. But Starting from the beginning, we go ahead and once they're ready to try to receive touch is um, going ahead and saying, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you to touch me. And they'll say, okay. And I said, okay, go touch my leg. And they'll say, so they won't ask me anything. And I said, you didn't ask me. I'll stop them right there. I said, uh. you didn't ask me. And they're like, oh, I should have. And I said, yeah, you should ask me. Well, because me. you said touch my leg. It's yeah. almost like Simon says. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, you should be asking for the reasons that you don't know, you know, if they really mean it. So you want to make sure that you're getting a vocalized yes. If it's, I don't know, that means it's no. One, I, th I, th I would think it's more common in women to have trouble with boundaries because we want to be nice. We want to be liked. Mm -hmm. We are assumed that, you know, maybe there's some underlying thought of being a, a sexual object. I don't know. There is. That? Okay. Oh, yes. We definitely don't know how to say no. Or sometimes we'll say, I don't know. And and that's okay. No, it's not okay. It's Oh, saying I don't know is not okay. No, it's not okay. okay. Make you a decision. Yeah, you got to make a decision. And it's okay if you say, I don't know. But you need to let the other person know that an I don't know means that you're not sure. Which means no right now. That it actually means no at this oh. moment. It might change later. And that's okay to change later. And you can let the person know. But I think it's just that we lack communication on what we want. So what do you do with those clients? I'm sure have some formed some sort of bond with you. What do you say? Like you talk about touching your leg, I'm sure your arm, your hand. What if it gets to, you know, your private parts or 
Tell me about that kind of situation that maybe you find yourself in. Sure. So at the beginning of any session, we talk about boundaries. Also, before I take a client, I do a screening with them. I do a video call. I take care of them from just, you know, asking them, you know, what are you looking for? And then I go ahead and I let them know that this is non, you know, non-sexual. This is all platonic. There is not going to be any type of relationship except a client and me as a practitioner and, you know, that it's not going to change and that they have to make sure that, you know, if they feel anything or they feel uncomfortable, because sometimes it can happen. You're being intimate and a lot of people are learning how to not, how to separate the sexual part to the intimacy part of just being touched. Um, but we don't touch any private parts. It's said from the beginning when I do that um, screening, let them know that they can't touch any of my bikini areas. Um, I tell them that I'm not going to be touching any of their areas. And if at any time that they would, and I feel uncomfortable, I am to say I am uncomfortable. And they have to agree that they will speak up if they're uncomfortable. Also, if at any time that they would try to go ahead and cross these boundaries, we stop the session and it's a non-refundable session, meaning, you know, I won't take them anymore because they do need to respect my boundaries. Have you ever been asked? <laughs> yes. Can I touch you? Can I touch your boob? Can I, t- can I have sex with you? Yes, if I had an 80-year-old man. <laughs> what did he say? Well, listen, I've had experience in that aspect too. It doesn't matter how old you are. What did he ask you? He just asked me if um, if he can have a little bit more. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then I, you know, I reminded him that we had spoken about this before meeting and that, you know, if, if he was going to cross any boundaries, that this session would stop right now. And Did I would walk listen? out. Yeah, he listened. Okay. Yeah, well, that was good. Yeah. And then he ended up thanking me later. 80 years old and learning about touch. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? <laughs> A lot. It also tells me he was he told me afterwards that what he seeked out was prostitute before confusing the yeah. need for touch with sex yeah and so intimacy yeah but he what he wanted was to be listened to mm, oh wow that's actually I read that in a study a long time ago mm-hmm. that a lot of prostitutes said that what their clients wanted more than anything was to be heard listened to and attention correct it is and so, an orgasm went with that but yeah and sometimes they didn't from yeah, my understanding right. i've heard that some sex workers just don't you know they don't do anything with these clients but it seems like a lot more people are coming to me that used to be attending something like that because in reality they never wanted the sex experience they wanted just intimacy they wanted someone to to hear them out and just be hugged yeah more than two seconds yeah What do you say to people who are not in a relationship? We kind of touched on it briefly, but I'm sure a lot of listeners will be thinking, well, how can I be touched more? You know, we're in a pandemic and Mm -hmm. I don't have a guy. I don't have a girl. What is your advice there? So my advice is to actually go ahead and start touching yourself. It's not sexual. We sexualize it. So going ahead and touching your arms, just go very softly with your fingertips. It's actually a great great exercise is to touch a pillow that has some type of texture and see how that feels. A lot of times we touch ourselves, but it's not really in a 
in a loving it's manner. It's mechanical. It's mechanical. We do, you know, we brush our teeth, yeah. we put our clothes, you know, we touch maybe some place that it's hurting, you know, some muscle. But we don't really give ourselves self-touch as in, in a loving manner. And our body body actually requires it. And it would do you very good to actually self-touch. It doesn't. It could be a self-massage on your legs, on your calves, on your feet, your hands, your face. Go in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say, you know, how beautiful you are, how special you are. You are uniquely made. It's so hard for so many people. It is. It's a great exercise. Yeah. It's called mirror work. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely very needed now. And so just giving yourself some love is, is so good. Also, just, you know, you can go ahead and do some yoga or some other type of aspect of exercise that really helps your body move. Yeah, um, from your work, Louise Hay really touches on that um, for anybody listening, wanting to get her book, H-A-Y. I'm so glad you talked about that. Because mm-hmm. I'm so good about, you know, touching others, but I was touching myself the other day and, <laughs> and I was like, I'm kind of cute. You know, I was touching like my <laughs> hip and you're right, you know, in a non-sexual way mm-hmm. and self-appreciation, it's helpful. Being intentional. A Being lot of times we're not intentional in anything we do. We're kind of going on on this robotic, yes, you know, Wrote. life. Yes, and it's so sad. We have to be, and I think a lot, a lot of the times now, it's being brought up more in the health industry, which is to be self-aware. Um, there's a there's a scientist, a neuroscientist. Her name is Carolina Leaf, I believe that's her name, and she brings up a lot about our thought process, and it actually is very good because it teaches that every I think it's every five to seven seconds, we have a decision to make. And she talks about being self-aware enough to see where your thoughts are going and to actually going ahead and recognizing them, saying, I hear you, and making a decision and changing. Being in the present moment. Yeah. I'm sorry my cat is molesting you. <laughs> She's like loving you. And you can always go, put it off. She's lovely. She, yeah, she's so needy. I mean, there's my female judging another female. I guess, yeah, I feel needy sometimes too. And I'm like, can I have a hug? But sometimes, you know, I notice um, in myself, and I'm sure some other women listening to do this, we project our need on our partner. Aren't you going to hug me? Are you really going to bed? Those words have come out of my mouth. You know, and what I really want to say is I need blank, blank, blank. I need a hug. I need this. I need that. And not judging myself and putting it on the other person. Agreed. I've heard also about talking about your feelings, not just your needs, but saying, I feel that I don't have enough touch today. Can you please go ahead and give me a touch? That's beautiful. Just give me a hug. Give me a caress. However you want to say that to your spouse or to your partner or to your and family put, member. And put the timer on. 20, 19, 18, yes. <laughs> and and that's, 20 seconds. That's just the beginning. When yeah. you have a session of 90 minutes to an, to two hours, so much gets released. It's better than having a massage. Also, you like a massage you do, you are completely naked. Um, with a session like this, you're not. Right. You actually keep all your clothes on. But you're actually being able to touch completely from toes to head, you know, where I can go ahead and hold you and just let you be. You know, when I got divorced, I was going through, as everybody does, a tough time. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling so lonely and I knew I was 
desperate to be touched, but I wasn't ready to date. And I just wasn't into it. So I joined Massage Envy for like six months. And I, and I, I had some not so great, you know, massage therapists, but I, I knew what I needed more than anything was to be touched. Correct. And it was just sort of intuitive and it was super helpful um, and healthy. Yes. What is your best advice for life on how to incorporate more touch into our lives? What could you say in a sentence? I think it's about being really just being real with yourself and saying, I need touch. I need to go and find touch. Um, and it's okay from asking a friend or a family member and doing so. It's important. And it really builds on community and relationships. Well, social distancing is so challenging. But yeah, your circle of people yeah. and not judging yourself. Exactly. Sashi, thank you so much for coming. If I'll you want it. to get in touch with, get it, touch, with some touch therapy, if you want to talk about touch with Zashi, you can find her on Instagram at The Touch Coach. Yeah, at The Touch Coach. And on Facebook, the same one, at The Touch Coach. You'll be able to find me there. Awesome. Keep in touch, everybody. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.